Hello, and welcome to Quadrivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm Jason with Liquid Courage Entertainment in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Aaron with Orange Cat Trivia in Richmond, Virginia. I'm Corey with Third Degree Entertainment in Eastern Washington and North Idaho. And I'm Jeff with RMT Trivia in Chicago as well. How are you guys doing this week? You know, I mean, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) hanging in, doing a little bit better recently. Before we start explaining why we're all having mixed feelings, Jason, that was some super silky vocal stylings at the top of the show. You really, whatever you just did was chef's kiss. You know, I was just about to say the exact same thing about Orange Cat. (laughs) I I was going to ask if that was Orange Cat or Jimmy that was cameoing as our special guest on this uh, intro. I don't know what he wants. <laughs> I can't make him stop. He's just—he's tired of you talking about him and not including him. <laughs> that must be it. That's right. We'll get him in show notes. <laughs> oh yeah. But as uh, was being alluded to just a moment ago, this is being recorded currently at uh, about early evening, regardless of where you are in the country, November sixth, twenty twenty. And if you remember all the way back to the vibe. On November 6th, you know why the only answer to the question, how are you doing this week, is... Eh. <laughs> We're still here. We're in the middle of the we don't know, so please, future podcast listeners, reassure us. Come back in time, right. pat us on the head, and promise us it is, in fact, going to be okay. <laughs> we'll wait. Well, let's just let's just come out and, and talk about it right now. Let's talk about uh, the election and, and why it's actually relevant, why we're talking about it on this episode that's going to come out in a few weeks. Jeff? Well, you want me to do it? I thought you were going to keep going. <laughs> no, you brought thunder yeah, and then you passed off the lightning. Take it away, Corey. It was, it was going too smoothly. I didn't want to fuck it up. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Well, nailed it. Uh, we, uh, I believe that all four of us uh, on this podcast, at least, uh, can agree that we would all like to see Election Day in the future be a national holiday where everybody gets the day off work and is able to go do uh, their voting without worrying about trying to get back to work or getting off of work, uh, which leads us to our topic tonight, which is dealing with the holidays. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about how we go about our jobs with holidays moving around and sometimes falling on the days that we do trivia. Uh, do any of you guys specifically host holiday trivia, like on holidays at all? Or since most of us have weekday shows, I'm assuming that just the ones that move around on the weekdays are up for grabs. Sometimes I do. There are so many variables that go into it. Uh, the largest of which though, are the venue itself and the expected turnout at the venue. Uh, mm-hmm. and what the players want. Um, if it's going to be something, if it's like a, a Wednesday Halloween, fuck yeah, we're doing it. We're going to have a costume party. We're going to go hard. Um, if it's a Friday Christmas, we're not hosting <laughs> trivia on Thursday. But uh, it, it all, it depends on the holiday. It depends on the venue and the clientele that go to that venue. Um, I'd be more likely to do a a trivia around Thanksgiving uh, if one of my venues is typically seeing a lot of college students, people that, you know, maybe if they're not going home for the holidays, they're not going to have anything to do. Yeah. Um, so it's, 
we we me and the venue sit down and talk about it whenever there's one coming up yeah for my mileage uh here with liquid courage i tend to agree with you on that it definitely comes down to honestly what the scope of the holiday is if it's considered to be a more major you know big fun everybody's going to make plans holiday where it falls during the week obviously depending on what the venue is if it's the kind of holiday that has you know a weekend associated with it or an eve things like that and then uh, to that end, occasionally, depending on the venue, we do a poll a week or two before and say, hey, we're on the fence about doing a, a game on this day. If we did, do you think you would show up? And if it seems like a majority of people would, then that kind of makes the decision for us, you know? Yeah. I just do what my venue tells me. <laughs> well, you, Aaron, you do your shows on Thursdays, right? Yeah, which means I get at least one night a year off, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that answers my follow-up question of what do you do about Thanksgiving? I, I hang out with my family and get drunk. It's great. There you go. <laughs> yeah. A lot like Corey, though, it does depend on, on a lot of variables. If it's something like, I think we had a 4th of July fall on Thursday, and we were like, no, no one's going to come inside and play trivia. But when it's Halloween a couple years ago, um, we had a costume contest, and it was a lot of fun. Some guys showed up as nuns and were super stoned. That was cool. We had an entire <laughs> table of Guy Fieri's. Um, oh my god! I think the plural of that is "guys fieri" for what it's worth. <laughs> um, my birthday fell on a Thursday a couple years ago, so I did the most self-indulgent round ever. I'm like, these are just ten questions about things that I like, and the next round is going to be ten questions about things I don't like, and then it's going to be ten songs that I enjoy, and you guys are going to deal with it. And it was a good time. But yeah, it's, there's that. a lot of variables, and for the most part, it's just what what is the venue, what does the brewery owner want, um, and People will typically show up if we do trivia. So we don't care. We don't ask them what they think. We don't care. <laughs> I, I will say, um, I, I think that for the most part, we're all going to be pretty much in agreement on the majority of major actual holidays. But to uh, bring this back to our uh, opening segment, <laughs> what did you do this year? and or four years ago um, around the presidential elections. Got trashed. Okay, <laughs> but work-wise. Well, I, I'll i take the lead on this because as we've established, Aaron uh, primarily and almost exclusively uh, works on Thursdays. Jeff, your live game is on Wednesdays and- That's correct, yeah. Your online game has moved back to Wednesdays too, right? So that's a question that unfortunately neither of them, I think, are in a strong position to answer. I, however, That's why have... I asked it, just so you and I could <laughs> hang out a little bit. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, so in 2016, the uh, presidential election fell on a Tuesday, as it's wont to do. Uh, and I was doing... Weird. Yeah. I was doing a very busy karaoke night uh, at a venue about 20 minutes from my house that no longer pays me so they don't get the name drop. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a real interesting night because the mood was all over the map. Uh, we started 930 Central Time. So the early returns had started coming in and there were uh, the, the numbers weren't looking great for people who like the continuing existence of things that are good and sweet and pure in the world. <laughs> so it very rapidly went from a night where we were kind of tongue in cheeking talking about the election. And I opened up the karaoke show with the song. It's the end of the world as we know it by R.E.M. And then I got very, very drunk. Uh oh! and almost got into a physical fight with one of my staffers at the end of the night, helping me break down equipment because uh, the, the gentleman in question kept trying to tell me and reassure me that everything was going to be okay. <laughs> and I disagreed. <laughs> That's fair. 
as uh, as to this year, I took the damn night off uh, of my yeah. stream because I didn't think, especially with the concerns about people's politics and how the results of this election specifically compared to 2016 might be more polarizing. I wanted people to be paying attention to the coverage as much as they could. I thought it was my duty in a sense to actively not attempt to distract them from what might be a watershed moment in American history. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out three goddamn days later, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> we don't know anything. Well, I will say, uh, Four years ago, my I had a, a Tuesday venue at that time that was here in Spokane, here in Washington. Uh, the owner of the venue is very conservative, um, openly Republican. I, for anyone who's not aware, am not. And uh, I, I leaned into that pretty hard during the last election. Um, a lot of Donald Trump or Frank and Donald Trump or Bond villain, things like that. Uh, we got around courtesy of the trivia writers co-op that was, uh, half Bernie or bust and half I'm with her. So I, I did a lot of, of those in the weeks leading up to it and on election night, um, and just went hard, had fun, mm -hmm. but that was, like I said, here in Washington. And I don't think at, at the time we knew the stakes were high, but we weren't as worried about it then as we clearly should have been. Um, yeah. And a lot of the customers were more liberal. So I wasn't too worried about it this year. However, my Tuesday night venue is in North Idaho and it's in the Northern North Idaho, uh, where it tends a bit more red than some of my other Idaho venues. And the entire, the air surrounding the election right now feels a little more charged and anxious. And I, I just said, we're not doing anything political this year. Um, I just want you all to go out and vote. Don't care who or what you vote for. Go vote and then come to trivia. And we're not going to talk politics. We're not going to talk results. We're just going to play. We're going to have fun. Um, and wound up with a, a decent turnout more than I expected considering okay. it was election day, but, uh, it was still, it was all right. And they all had fun. So that's really just one holiday that shows up every two to four <laughs> years, depending on how you define yes. elections. And, and, and before somebody argues, I mean, way more often, but let's be honest, when your ombudsman is being, uh, nominated, you're not going to take the night off. No, <laughs> it, it's going to be the every four year massive elections, the midterms to a point, and then it's just another day in your civic duty. Uh, there are holidays that come around every year and have to be mitigated against. Uh, should we get into some of those in detail and just kind of do a quick, you know, uh, up, down head count on if you feel comfortable hosting on them or if you would do anything specific to homage them, even if you didn't host on that specific day? Yeah, why not? All right. Uh, let's start. I don't know. Beginning of the year. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. What are your thoughts? Mm. I always do a. And a lot of my answers are going to have the same vibe to them. And that's because I hate coming up with category ideas. So I'll reach for whatever's around me, but I'll usually do a year in review and occasionally I'll do like a things that are old or things that are new type thing to pick up the theme. But um, if New Year's Eve or New Year's Day falls on a Thursday, then we're not having trivia probably. Uh, 
for me, it's about the same. I just like Aaron, I do like a year in review. Sometimes I'll go back through the year and I'll find questions uh, that I remember as being uh, either kind of divisive or I or I did something sneaky and I'll throw it back at him and be like, ha ha ha, who remembers this silly nugget from February? Um, but yeah, the the place that I uh, host at always does like champagne toasts and has all sorts of extra stuff on New Year's Eve. So they they never want me to come in if it falls on a New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I almost kind of, it's whatever game for me falls closest to when New Year's Eve happens. I'll do the year in review in year in review game, which is kind of a little bit of a holiday for me because I, like I said, I steal about half of my questions from stuff I wrote earlier in the year. So it's a little nice night off for me, you know, when it does happen, or I should say that it always is a year off because I'll either have the night off or I'll have half a game to write, which is right. always fun. As for me, New Year's Eve, I've done a live trivia show for. It was a weird idea. Don't recommend it. Probably not going to find many venues that would even book you. And this was like a corporate chain, too. It was the weirdest dang thing. Uh, as far as New Year's Day goes, I will do that, but I don't anticipate a big turnout. So I tend to advise my clients or my my venues against it just yeah. because the, the combination of the fact that it's officially the federal holiday plus the hangover effect from New Year's Eve, plus if you're in a sports market like Chicago very much is, uh, you've got all kinds of bowl games going on throughout the entire day. It's There are better days. You know, cut your losses for the week. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I don't mind hosting on New Year's Day. For me, all the celebrating is the night before. Uh, I figure people are going to want to get out of the house and kind of stretch their limbs because they've been dealing with the hangover all day. And so I'll give them something to do. Uh, but as far as New Year's Eve goes, uh, the agreement that I make with the venues is I will host it as long as I stay and DJ a New Year's Eve party. Um, and so we did that last year. Okay. Uh, nice. But otherwise, I just take the night off. I figure if you're going to make me work on New Year's Eve, then it's going to be worth it for me. Yeah, that's a good do idea. You, let me ask you, Corey, because this... It sounds like you've done it before. Do you charge a premium for holidays like a New Year's Eve? Um, I do for external events, I guess. Um, okay. Like if just some random person is or, or venue or whatever says, hey, we want you to do this for this holiday. For like a one-off. Uh, that's a premium. Yeah. If it happens to fall on a day of the week that, you know, one of my regular venues would have it. Uh, I mean, it's kind of going to be a case-by-case -case scenario, but for the most part, as long as it's not a big one, it's not, you know, them trying to do it on Christmas Day, then I'll probably uh, just ask for a slight bump or, like I said, make it a package and, and turn it into a, a bigger deal. Okay. Should we move into February and the greatest of all holidays, which is my birthday? I mean, Valentine's Day? I did a round on Famous Massacres one year for Valentine's Day. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll do something fun and and Valentine's related for it, but I'm not gonna try and and get the day off. Yeah, I've done rom rom com trivia around that mm -hmm. time. This kind of like a like a date night trivia. You know, last year I did the same thing. I booked a, a theme night because, as we've talked about on the podcast before, I book my theme nights independently of my weekly stuff, and we aim specifically to do rom com movies around the time of Valentine's Day. I don't have an issue working it. Um, if I do it, I theme round five to be something kind of like Aaron said, 
Uh, I'll put in like it's a love hate relationship and all the answers will be about phrases that have either the word love or hate in them or something like that. Yeah, I'm going to nod yeah. to it, but I'm not going to go out of my way. Uh, St. Patrick's Day. That's that's a big bar and restaurant holiday. That one I leave up to the venue. Uh, sometimes they want it. Sometimes they don't. If they don't want it, I'm not going to push it. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, times they'll, they'll be doing their own stuff, you know, on that day, having a, a potluck or whatever. And I'd just be in the way there. No, that's fair for sure. No matter what, every year I have to do St. Patrick's Day stuff because I work for an Irish bar that is owned by actual Irish people. <laughs> and so they ask me specifically to write Irish trivia every year. And depending on when the holiday actually falls, uh, the restaurant is actually part of like a, a trolley. You can get on a trolley and ride around the town to all the different bars. It's kind of like a a designated driver to go around and celebrate Mm. the entire week. They have Irish dancers and Irish music. And then the Wednesday that falls within that time period is my Irish trivia. Uh, And so for the last five years, I've been tasked with writing. uh, I can't even think of how many actual they're all tangentially Irish. Like this Irish actor was in this non Irish movie or, (laughs) you know, talk a little bit about Irish food and stuff like that. Um, So I'm, whereas depending on when it falls, some people might, you know, nod to it or something. I have to do an entire game of Irish trivia every year. Oh man. See my, my opinion and my experience on uh, St. Patrick's Day specifically is that it's one of the big three drinking holidays in the U S it's one of those days where bar business doesn't need us. Uh, yeah. And that includes uh, New Year's Eve. And we'll get to, to Blackout Wednesday, I'm sure, as well. But those are the big three. Uh, as trivia hosts, we know where we fall in the like jubilant bar venue entertainment uh, ladder of Maslow <laughs> needs. And, you know, live music, DJs, stuff like karaoke. Trivia is kind of lower on the totem pole as far as, you know, drawing asses in that are going to spend, you know, $80 on booze. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's that's the thing. Uh, you touched on it there. It's about drawing people in. And if it's a night when people are going to be coming in anyways, they don't really need us there. Right. It gives them a chance to save a little money, gives us the night off. All we do is distract from what else is going on. Like if, you know, if you're there to get wasted, you don't want some dumbass shouting questions at you as well. So, yeah. Or vice versa. I don't want to compete with the people that are there just to get shit faced mm-hmm. and are screaming and stuff. You know, it's not ideal. <laughs> Put it that way. Yeah. And the, the counterpoint to that, uh, just to kind of bring it back full circle, is if it's a holiday that you don't expect to be a busy bar day, it's the same question in reverse. Are you going to try to put some marketing effort in to dragging people out on a night you don't expect them to, or do you just kind of cut your losses and take the holiday off? I'll use like Easter as a prime example, even though I might be the only one who does Sunday content of the four of us. I typically just take Easter off because it's usually not worth anybody's trouble or time or money to have me prep a thing. Yeah. I I probably would take Easter off, but again, it would come down like, you know, uh, I'll use the college students example again, because I did have a venue that was a lot of college kids and a lot of them, you know, they're early 20s. They're not going home to do an Easter egg hunt in a basket with their folks. Uh, so they'll want something to do that night. But it's irrelevant for me in this 
particular situation because mm-hmm. I don't have any Sundays. But well, still, of- something like that, I would leave up to the venue. Speaking of irrelevant holidays, and again, sorry about this, uh, Jeff and Aaron, but Memorial Day and Labor Day, always on a Monday. Uh, Corey, what do you do to mitigate that either way? Um, I'm trying to remember. I I just kind of I go with it. I do it. I host. Um, I try to make it, if not topical or irrelevant, then I just make sure it's not you know anything that's going to mm-hmm. be offensive or... Uh, well, really just that, <laughs> you know, I'll stay away from anything super offensive on those days, but uh, yeah, those not, don't feel not like a real holidays reason that you to... have to right size some content to it's more so, you know, on Memorial day, a lot of people do cookouts and stuff. Does the venue want you on labor day? Some people do cookouts and stuff. My Monday night venue, if I remember correctly, we, after a couple of years worked out that no, I won't be there for Memorial day any year, but yes, I will be there for labor day every year. Yeah. And I think that's how that worked out. Are you sure? Because I definitely played your game. I definitely played your game on Memorial Day. Maybe that's what it is. We always do Memorial Day. And we never do Labor Day. I don't know. That's <laughs> that's so 2019 anything that it's it might as well be the Byzantine era as far as I'm concerned. Fourth uh, of July, I think, is one of the last big ones we need to touch base on. Um, April Fool's Day, actually. Oh, yeah. No, let's let's circle back because that's not one of those holidays that's going to affect, I think, our bottom line. Yeah, but something that you might want to do something fun for. So any good uh, April Fool's Day stories? I did a whole round of your DTQs one year for April Fool's Day. Yeah. It was. I uh, just remembered you did that. Yeah. Yeah. The first. So I do the current events and then round two was called uh, April Fool's like apostrophe S. And it was just a, a round on the best pranks played by brands. And then round mm-hmm. three was April Fool's F-O-O-L-S. And it was 10 DTQs. And um, people were annoyed, and then they weren't anymore once they figured it out. It was fun. Once the penny dropped for them? Yep. It was great watching it go around the room as people realized what was happening to them. <laughs> I, I love doing those uh, just fun shit on April Fool's Day. I've done the DTQs. I do the uh, uh, things that sound really obvious but aren't, like, uh, what country is the leading exporter of Brazil nuts? Mm-hmm. Um I have also done, I did a true false round one year that every question, 10 questions in a row, I stood up there straight faced and I said, number one, true or false? (laughs) Number two, true or false? And I had a set of correct answers and I created them accordingly. Uh, So I just, I, I like to fuck around on April Fool's Day. It's my favorite holiday. And it's also my daughter's birthday and my wife's birthday. Oh, so wow. It's a, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great day for me. <laughs> I was gonna say, Jason, was it last year that you and I were plotting a special April Fool's thing that fell through because I wasn't able to do it? It was. Yeah. I think April Fool's Day fell on a Wednesday last year, didn't it? I don't know. Um, it's, it's, it, it again, Byzantine on... era. It fell on your, I believe if it, if it was how I remember it, it fell on your Monday game. And the idea was have me come out and host your Monday game without telling anybody that's what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then you would do the same for my Wednesday game as if nothing had changed. Yeah, we were just going to completely <laughs> flip flop. We were going to pull the Alex Trebek, Pat Sajak, Jeopardy Wheel of Fortune thing yeah, and just and not just even acknowledge it. Not acknowledge it at all. I have been wanting to do that with my competitor and he has never taken me up on the offer. Aww. I'm super bummed. 
See, that's why you have to make him your confronditor, like I did with Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. We did something similar with Sports Trivia Face Off when Vapor Fool's Day was on a, a launch day or a drop day for an episode. We got a bunch of people to read the questions and just spliced in other people reading the questions and then acted like nothing was weird. <laughs> <laughs> See, y'all are way better at these ideas than I am. All I've done is change people's team names to My Little Ponies against their will. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> It was great when I got the one player I had who always plays solo and takes this way more seriously than everybody else at my Wednesday show. I named him Derpy Hooves. Oh, God. <laughs> he hated it. It was great. Sounds yeah. perfect. Um, just briefly, unless anybody has something to say about it, I would assume that uh, Cinco de Mayo is going to be pretty much the same as St. Patrick's Day. It's going to depend mm-hmm. on the venue uh, and the mm-hmm. day of the week. Yeah, yeah, I would tend to so. agree. And that's going to be a lot more geographically relevant in some regions than it is in others, I would argue as well, especially if you're in an area with weirdly either more or less Hispanic distribution because it's a weird white people holiday. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's one of those goofball ones. Okay. Uh, you know, you've got Mother's Day and Father's Day, but that really just affects me and Corey, I think, in which yeah, case and- I do them. But I always theme the fifth round towards moms or dads in some way, shape, or form. Same. I, I try to theme the entire day. Um, but yeah, otherwise, same. I did a round on uh, the history's greatest disappointments for Mother's Day. Oh, <laughs> fun. <laughs> and then Father's Day, I don't know. I'll do dad jokes or something. So Ties or Day, something. Yeah, I feel like Father's Day is kind of a, a second, secondary, not second rate, secondary. It's not as big of a deal as Mother's Day, I feel like, in terms of like media and stuff. Like, I tend to forget it happens. I was in Chicago uh, a couple of Father's Days ago, so sorry, Dad. <laughs> well, if you think Father's Day is underrepresented, boy, do I have a handful of subreddits for you. <laughs> really? That's right. Aaron Barclay, the new men's rights activist on this podcast. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, Spokane is the birthplace of Father's Day. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. And it's not that big of a deal here either. Uh, (laughs) The news talks about it a couple days leading up to it. And then it's, yeah, same as anywhere else. (laughs) I get a steak and I'm happy. Oh. Uh, 4th of July, Independence Day, um, anti-tea spilling day, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Everyone's going to be drunk on a boat somewhere. Yeah. 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 They're not coming trivia. Yeah. The couple of times that 4th of July has actually fallen on the day that I host, they've just, they pretty much cancel everything for the night. Like they just close the, they close the restaurant because everybody's going to be not there. Exactly. You know? Yeah, if I had to hierarch like the the holidays that I assume from most to least that I'm not working, I think the Fourth of July every year falls like third or fourth behind Christmas, Thanksgiving, and maybe New Year's Eve somewhere yeah, in that shuffle. Sure. It's it's one of the big four. Ooh, you know, we actually passed one too uh, that that list reminded me of Arbor Day, Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, yeah, because you said I'm that you do Sundays. Okay. No, um, no, no venue in their right damn mind would program against the Super Bowl, <laughs> in my estimation. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the right venue could, you know, uh, really advertise some people who don't give a shit about football. But yeah, I'm gonna feel real awkward promoting my 20% sports game on the biggest sports day of the year <laughs> for the people who actively don't like sports. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> 
I've done it, it, I've done a couple rounds uh, close to Super Bowl time, where I've asked more football questions than normal, or I'll do stuff with timing, like the game right after the Super Bowl. I ask a little bit about like commercials that showed up that year, or I did a halftime round about superb owls, you know, <laughs> stuff stuff like that. But yeah, nobody in their right mind <laughs> would have pub trivia on a Sunday, Super Bowl mm-hmm. Sunday, I should say. I mean, maybe you could book like a private event at a library or a bookstore or something, but that's yeah. about it. Your 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 option space is very very limited. Would be my argument there. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right, we're we getting into the big ones here. We're yeah. at Halloween. Halloween for me, if it lands on a, a day that I would normally host, I absolutely do it, and we go hard. We do, you know, I'll drop extra money on extra prizes and mm-hmm. do costume contests and we really promote it yeah as for me i pick my spots on it because i i cover more of the the weekly calendar so odds are it's going to land on something that i have a show on if it's a venue that i think is going to play it up and i think it's a crowd that's going to be into it and you know we checked in advance and people like hell yeah we're coming yeah no i'll costume it up well i'll theme the whole thing this that and the other otherwise i'm gonna go trick-or-treat with my kids man and i'm not gonna (laughs) feel bad about it yeah. Every, every, you. yeah every year i do I, I i call it my spooktober game where it's um mostly horror movie trivia stuff like that i'll do scary tv shows or stuff that sounds scary uh and like Corey said last year i think it was last year maybe two years ago it fell on a wednesday i don't remember i think it was we, last year yeah we we had a a big costume contest which we had two guys uh, we had crowd voting for best costumes. We had two guys dress up like the Blues Brothers. It was awesome. It was, was two fun. years ago. Last year that was, was Thursday. No, it was absolutely two years ago because I was at that game. Yeah, that's sir. right. Yeah. yeah. And Who you won, won that, that game? Was... Yeah. <laughs> yep, that was right. <laughs> that was the one where everybody was upset that the final round was about spooky, scary skeletons and I asked to anatomy and physiology round. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I can't imagine why they were upset by that. Yeah, that was, uh, that was my fault. That was my fault. Yeah, we had the end. My roommate at the time was a certified vet technician, so A&P was (laughs) right in our wheelhouse. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, I will leverage Halloween all month long because, like I said, I don't like coming up with categories. So, like, this year I did a round on Halloween movies, which I think all three of you gave me questions for. Thank you. Um, A visual round where I gave you a a Halloween or a spooky movie, Bad Guy, I need the name of Bad Guy. Just, you know, I stretched it out all month because... Bitches love Halloween and also because <laughs> this bitch hates coming up with categories. So that's one where it's really easy to, to grasp for things and get inspiration from all over. All right. I think that brings us into home uh, stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not just Thanksgiving, but let's talk the entire week of, mm-hmm. and especially the day before and the day after. Yeah. It is definitely one of those holidays that spans more than just the one day and good news. Uh, it's always the Wednesday and the Thursday that are the big ones. So, uh, Jeff blackout Wednesday, talk to me. Yeah. Mine in the past, I've done a couple of different things last year when my venue was asking me to do way more theme rounds than normal. That was during that time. So I took it literally. And the entire show last year was all about booze. It was boozy trivia that night. Um, also, and I, we talked about this a little bit in the live streamed episode. Um, that's one of my hardest episodes or one of my hardest shows to time 
because they always have live music or a DJ or something going on that night right after. Oh, right, me. right. Uh, the first thing I have to consider is that generally there's more people there than normally come to my game, and I'm trying to get them to play. And so in order to kind of take it easy on those people, my easier questions tend to be much easier that night. So there's a lot of softballs in my Blackout Wednesday game. Uh, second, That's good thinking. I, also, I like that. Yeah. And, and every now and then when I feel like it's going to shift just due to the holiday, like sometimes around uh, St. Patrick's Day, I'll do the same, too. Um, but that's the one where I ease up a little bit. Sometimes I'll do uh, a, a theme like I did with the booze one or, uh, you know, a lot of times, which we'll see a little bit later. Uh, I have like kind of Thanksgiving themed questions. Um, and then that's the one that by far is the biggest like booze night like mm. just everybody's out and so I, I have kind of gone back and forth on like you don't really need me here but you know i'm not gonna say no when they say no nah, still come in it's like okay so but yeah. e you know every year i have to deal with that just because it's always on a wednesday yeah the last couple of years my decision has been very easy on blackout wednesday uh every wednesday i work at a not very how do I want to phrase this in a town that's not very big in the Chicago suburbs, a pizzeria and bar that every year they just bring in like a live entertainment act and give me mm -hmm. the night off, which is great because I don't want to deal with rowdy people who live farther in the cornfields than I do. <laughs> so it's, it's a great win. Uh, Thanksgiving night. Do any of us work Thanksgiving? Have any of us ever worked at Thanksgiving? Um, I have not, and I don't think I ever would. However, the, the night before, as y'all were talking about, uh, my Wednesday location uh, has been the same for the last four years now. And it's it's called Growler, guys. They've got 48 taps. They fill growlers and they do pizza. So we usually have a pretty good turnout because nobody wants to cook the day before Thanksgiving. Fair. And everybody wants to get a bunch of beer to take you know, to their dinner. Mm -hmm. So uh, we definitely, definitely do Wednesday and have some fun with it. But no, I, I don't think I would ever host on Thanksgiving. Me neither. What about Black Friday? I know, I know Aaron and I don't have games then, but what about you two? Uh, I typically don't do a lot of trivia on Fridays just because it's not a great busy trivia night. But historically, I have done them and I haven't had a real issue with them there. Oh, yeah, I forgot this was a same. trivia podcast, not a also karaoke <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, uh, same, regardless of whether it's trivia or, or anything else. I Black Friday is typically morning. People are getting mm -hmm. started earlier, if not the night before. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would definitely do something that night. Yeah. I often see lower patronage at the Friday night shows that I've done, be it karaoke or trivia, but not so low that it's worth necessarily dumping out on you know, like 25% down from like the previous Friday. And then it rebounds. It, it's just, it's right in the middle of a weird, like five day weekend kind of feeling window, basically. I think it's a lot of drinking because you're stressed out over or, or unwinding from, you know, the day before. So do we have any other holidays to address? I mean, we're practically at the end of the calendar. Um, just well, let's, one, I let's think. talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk Christmas. There is one thing I want to ask about uh, or, or a handful of things that we'll touch on and get your opinion on. But yeah, let's talk Christmas. I think I and I don't know if you guys do, too, but I think it'd be fair to say that 
we probably all have done some sort of Christmassy themed something close enough to the holiday itself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like uh, I, absolutely. I, I think that's that's a pretty easy softball for any trivia host. Oh, we're writing trivia close to Christmas. Guess what? It's all Christmas movies this week. <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's just too easy to 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 pass. And every, I think everybody kind of digs on that at least a little bit. It's you know it's nice. It's it's one of the ones I don't mind writing because there's so much content to dig through. So much content. One of the things that I try to do, and I, I try to do this at Christmas time and also other times of year, is pick up on non-Christian holidays to ask about. So like I'll do a round on, you know, other sort of pagan traditions towards the end of the year or a round on Jewish culture, the week mm-hmm. of Yom Kippur, or um, I did a round about uh, Diwali a couple years ago. Oh, nice. Because um, it what was not super well received, but it was another one like we talked about last week um, and we talk about occasionally, you know, we have this ability to educate and it's kind of nice to, first of all, I get kind of oversaturated with Christmas by the time the middle of December rolls around. So it's cool to dig into other cultures and learn about something different and ask other questions in addition to Christmas questions. Um, but it's, it's a cool thing to bring to my audience. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, you all know about Christmas. We're going to ask a question about you know, White Christmas being the best-selling single of all time or whatever. And then I'm going to ask you some questions about Kwanzaa and Hanukkah and, you know, something else that I can't think of because I've been indoctrinated into Western traditions. But uh, I try to mix all through the year. I try to mix things up and bring other cultural holidays into it because we get we get kind of in a groove. And I like to knock out of the groove every now and then. That's good. Yeah, I like what yeah. you're saying. They're mostly... Uh, because on the one hand, I don't often view Christmas, personally speaking, as a quote unquote religious holiday because it is so a goddamn month Yeah. <laughs> uh, here in the U.S. But at the same point, it is kind of the default winter holiday in the U.S. And it does, by its nature, kind of restrict the, the awareness and the celebration of very important other holidays, notably like Hanukkah. Well, Hanukkah is not an important other holiday, which is the problem. Like that's which is why I try to focus on other Jewish holidays that are important, like Yom Kippur, or Rosh Hashanah, ah, okay. those kinds of things. Um, because Hanukkah, like this is the one that everyone knows about because it got lumped in with Christmas. But in terms of the Jewish calendar, it's pretty minor. It's like it's you know, it's fun, it's party. Just like I feel like it's like Sukkot Purim in terms of. And feel free to correct me, up y'all out there in listener land. But it's like you know, it's a fun little holiday, but it's not like the central point of their year, the way that, that um, Christmas can be. Fair enough there for sure. Uh, by that token, any holidays that we haven't talked about that we should at least consider, even if it's not so much a question of how is our business going to look? Should we run a game? But should we acknowledge some holidays that we just in general haven't yet? Well, I, I want to know what you think about uh, not holidays, but holiday adjacent things like uh, school graduation or school starting back up. Okay. Um, so like the, the back to school week or two in your local area, do you do anything about that thematically? Is that the question? Yeah. Yeah. No. Cause I definitely, I notice a shift in uh, the people that are coming to trivia around that time, especially. So, I mean, I think they're, they're relevant. Yeah, no, I would agree with you there, especially since a non-insignificant number of teams that I have, especially across the summer, are made up of teachers that are on 
summer break. Do I do anything particular to kind of acknowledge that? Not really. I just kind of ride the wave as it yeah. were. I'll, I'll sometimes do school themed rounds. I'll do a back to school round or, okay. you know, th- that'll be around the time where I bust out things like, are you smarter than a fifth grader, but non copywritten? <laughs> are you more, are you more intelligent than a sixth grader? Could you um, mentally beat up a 10 year old? That's the one. That's the one. I did something similar. Um, are you smarter than a fifth grader or whatever, where I do like a, like a history, geography, sports, whatever. And I think Jason, I used a round that your kid had written. Like, are you actually smarter than an actual 10 year old? Oh, the, are you ago. smarter than a literal fifth grader that I, yeah. uh, that I forced my kid to, to put together because that day for that Monday night game happened to be like a, a school Institute day or whatever. So I put the, I put the damn kid to work. Uh, I think we're running out of holidays, frankly. So anybody last licks? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to keep dragging this out. Uh, two more. A giant whiteboard in the studio. Right. I'm just <laughs> crossing stuff off. Um, no, no, just two, two more that I want to really lightly touch on. I will just name them both and then we can kind of, uh, hit it willy nilly. Uh, one, again, not really holiday, but something worth planning around or considering would be big sports days, uh, like Monday or Thursday night football. Uh, you know, do you play around if your local sports team is playing Thursday night football? Are you going to host still? And also, <laughs> also 420. You know, are you going to do anything special around like 420 or other non-holidays like that? My original venue, when I very first started, uh, I started on Thursday nights until football started. And then they realized that they wanted a football crowd and not me. So then they moved me to Wednesdays and then I stayed on Wednesdays forever. Um, So I haven't had to deal with that since very beginning. And the very first thing that I had to do to deal with that is have my whole schedule moved. So that was fun. (laughs) Yeah, we don't really have local sports teams here, so nobody cares. Or my crowd doesn't care about Thursday night football either way. We did have a thing for a while, and you know, I I didn't discourage it. Where if there was like a playoff game going on and people wanted to have it on a TV or on a laptop or whatever, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Just don't cheat. Yeah, yeah. I've been fortunate enough the last several years that my Monday night venue, which is the one that would be preempted for Monday night football for obvious reasons, uh, unless the local team, the bears are playing. They don't care because it over the last five years has become very clear to them that if I'm not in there and they do try to promote sports in a place that doesn't traditionally promote sports, they're, they're sales tank for the day. Yeah. You get a good crowd in there on Monday nights. Yeah. Good loyal people who just don't care enough about sports and would rather have me ask stupid sports questions that make them mad. Yep. Okay. As, so yeah. as for 420, eh, that's, yeah, that's the and length all, and breadth of my opinion on that. Uh, just all of those, holiday. all of those non-holidays or unofficial holidays: 420, Pi Day, Star Wars Day. Um, if, if I tax think about tax it, day, ta- oh, tax is a good one. If I think about it, I'll use it as a jump-off point if I'm floundering for a for a theme or for a round. But no, yeah, no more, no more or less than things like Valentine's Day or St. Patrick's Day that people actually do consider holidays. Yeah. I, I would never cancel for those days, but uh, if trivia falls directly on that day, I'm probably going to do something themed for it. So Yeah, a little harder on my end to acknowledge those kind of one-off holidays because my questions tend to be in more than one place and often in more than one day. 
So if I write a question, you know, in honor of International Talk Like a Pirate Day, then two days later, it's not going to make a damn lick of sense to anybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could always be like, two days ago, it was this day. There you go. Just, yeah, just hand wave it <laughs> like you were a DM playing Dungeons Look at you solving problems. Yeah. That's the one. And I won't say I haven't done that before, but it's it's not a strong enough need that I lean out of my way to kind of address it, I guess would be my opinion. Okay. All right. Well, I think that takes us into our next segment. Then. Oh, no, I had one more holiday themed question for you. Oh, thank God. Move on. Uh, on Madonna's birthday. Do you play the song Holiday? I don't ever play the song Holiday, despite it being. I mean, I will Do you now. play the song Holiday in <laughs> Cambodia? I love that song, but I have yet to play that for my trivia, my trivia background music. Oh, I'm, waiting I'm, for just, the other... I'm literally just shitposting to, to jump all over <laughs> yeah. Corey's transition. So don't answer this with any level of sincerity. Oh, I was just waiting for like some really stupid punchline to come in. There... I, my head was literally in my hands. <laughs> there really wasn't. I was going to make some kind of reference, I think, at the end of Green Day's holiday. But just uh, the, the last direction I wanted to go on that is, do you play that song October 1st? Please say no. Uh, I did even dumber than that. I did my that week. Uh, current events was for whatever reason extra depressing this year. So I did a like current events from the last couple weeks, and I called the whole round "Wake Me Up When September Ends." <laughs> okay. Um, oh no, it was sorry. It was September in history. So it was things that had happened in the month of September in the history. Um, and the first question was, "What's what band did that song?" Right. I will also play September when trivia falls on the 21st of September. And there's always someone that has no idea why I'm playing that song. And then I hate them. <laughs> so even though none of these are actual honest to God holidays, you're acknowledging the calendar in your game. And I think exactly. really that's, that's the pin to put on this roundtable discussion. Uh, look at a calendar <laughs> and then do yeah. something or don't. You know, I actually, I used to every single night uh, back when I was hosting five, five events, four days a week. Uh, I would go on and I would look at like, I'd go to checkaday.com and see like what that day's official, uh, you know, it's cherry pie day or give somebody a sloth day or whatever. And I would do bonus points if people brought in a sloth or yes. if it was backwards day and they wore their clothes backwards, I, I would do that, yeah. uh, which was also a lot of fun and didn't require any extra work uh, into the questions and the hosting itself. But it's fun. It's also an option. Apparently that today, November 6th, is Love Your Lawyer Day. So, oh, Aaron, you are my internet lawyer, and I do internet love you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Let's move on. Yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to transition us into this week's keyword challenge, my friends. We are 27 episodes in, but if you need a refresher, here's how it works. Somebody who loves us or doesn't has sent us a random keyword, phrase, or name and tasked us with writing the single best trivia question we can that somehow encapsulates that idea into either our question or our answer in a 10-minute window. Uh, we will do it here in real time. We'll cut it all out, obviously, for the podcast recording. So all you'll hear is my interpretation of Debbie Does Dallas, musically speaking. <laughs> but when we come back on the other side of that break, you're going to hear our questions being presented for your entertainment and for your votes. Bam. Nailed it. <laughs> First take. Excellent Perfect. transition. Uh, but so we guys, didn't we... tell them what it was. Shit. Uh, 
Yeah, I was about to get there before you coried the transition up to the transition. Are you ready oh, I to thought, hear this week's keyword? I thought that was just you saying, all right, we're going to play the music now. Bye. <laughs> this week's no, keywords. <laughs> God, seven months in, we still don't know how to be good at this. This week's hey, keyword Aaron, brought to Aaron, you. Aaron, do you know what this week's keyword is? <laughs> I'm going to stab you. <laughs> Brought to you by the mayor of Flavortown, a name that makes sense to me and you, and that's about it, uh, dear listener, is nipples. Ooh. Titillating. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, come on. That was just I'm, on the table. I'm... Uh... Is, okay, uh, stepping away from the obvious nipple thing happening here. Uh, is that our second reference to Guy Fieri in this episode? Isn't he the mayor of Flavortown? Yep. Yeah. Actually, I think if you get the, the guys Fieri together, they make the council of Flavortown. <laughs> oh, God. God. Anyway, I, I I'm now thinking. I had a bunch of Guy Fieri's last year. <laughs> okay. Right, well, uh, back, back to nipples. Yeah, I'm now <laughs> thinking of Guy Fieri's nipples. Thank you. Let's get the hell out of here and come back in 10 minutes with questions about nipples that hopefully don't belong to Guy Fieri. <laughs> And appropriately so, here is your porn music. Hey everyone, Jason here. While the host and I step away to think about our keyword challenge, we just wanted to remind you, you can check us out online at QuadriviaPod on Twitter. On Facebook, just search for Quadrivia Podcast. And you can always email us at QuadriviaPod at gmail.com. We're always happy to hear from you. And now, back to the show. And we are back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that super short break. Um, and we did it in real Jeff. time too. That's the beautiful thing. We are this good at the keyword <laughs> challenge at this point. We knock these out in thirty seconds. Uh, Jeff, I've got you queued up to present first. You cool? With I that? am ready to go. All right, bring All it. All right. So when given this keyword, my mind exactly went to one place. It's probably not the place you're thinking. Here's my question. Although he was mocked later in his career for adding nipples to the bat suit in Batman Forever, director Joel Schumacher has directed multiple critically and viewer acclaimed films. His first major success was what 1985 Brat Pack movie, which focused on a group of Georgetown graduates dealing with life after college. It's a movie question, so I have no idea. I have, I have one guess on this, and I'm not at all confident on it in any way if that makes sense so Aaron um, with nothing me with a maybe Corey I, I'm pretty sure I don't know I don't know <laughs> I think I know it but it, uh, of the Brat Pack movies of the uh, the films from this genre this is the one that I'm really least familiar with one I, I've maybe watched once uh, so not super confident. Well, I think we can eliminate collectively like three of them just out of the gate. This isn't the breakfast club mm -hmm. no. for, for pretty obvious plot reasons. Uh, 16 candles and pretty in pink. I'm pretty sure it's not either for similar reasons. So to me, that leaves St. Elmo's fire. Yes. But, for what I, but I don't know. Really like, are there any other Brad? Yeah. There might be that, that would um, like fit. Um, I mean, really, none that I can think of. So, 
Yeah, if we were if we were a team, we were on the clock. I think we're writing Saint almost fire in the absence of anything stronger, and just kind of hoping that there weren't five brat pack movies. <laughs> well, I can tell you, starring and if if you are not familiar with this movie, I'm going to start naming names, and it is essentially the brat pack, the movie. Uh, Judd Nelson, Ali Sheedy, Andrew McCarthy, Demi Moore, Emilio Estevez. It is St. Elmo's Fire. You are correct. Okay. Awesome. I love that song. Yeah. The. Yeah, I would have. I would have needed a, another. Another end. The song might have gotten me there, but who knows? It's all, <laughs> songs are so similar to movies in terms of things are nothing about. Yeah. They're, yeah. I was so excited when you started reading it because <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's Joel Schumacher. I know this." And then that was originally where I was going with. Ass. I was going to start naming Joel Schumacher movies and then mention that he caught flack for adding bat nipples. Um, and I had I had thought about there is a podcast that I listened to that was recent that had recently talked about Man in Motion, aka Saint Elmo's Fire, uh, how John Parr had written Man in Motion first and then re like retconned in St. Elmo's Fire into the lyrics so that it could be used as the original song from the movie. And it got, uh, it had its nominee, or I should say, it was then ineligible for a nomination for best original song at the Oscars because of that. And I was thinking of a way to short, really? Okay. I was thinking of a way to shorten that down into that little tidbit, but that's a, that's a entire whole side segment. Um, but yeah, uh, thoughts, concerns i i i I hear you aaron because this is definitely there's not a lot of meat on these bones there's pretty much brat pack 1985 and joel schumacher i guess but um any thoughts or critique i think it's enough for anyone with half the knowledge about movies to to get there as evidenced by the fact that they got there i just suck at movie trivia (laughs) exactly that's not yeah I, i think that you you hit everything you needed to it's a good question. I don't have notes, but I do have a terrible pun. Please let me give you the terrible pun. No. All right. Next up okay. with their question, Corey. <laughs> no, no, this is happening. This All is right. happening because I've been waiting three goddamn minutes to say Batman in motion. Oh, my God. Oh, my well, God. Well, at least all I yeah. need is just a pair of wheels on my Batmobile. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to read mine now. <laughs> Probably a good call. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure most people know that nipples, the penis, and the clitoris grow during arousal. If not, don't worry. You probably just haven't found the right person yet. Anyway, (laughs) what other body part with erectile tissue similar to those latter two examples also grows when you're turned on, making me a little uncomfortable about 19th century author Carlo Collodi's best-known work? Okay. You guided me to the answer with your wording. I love this one. And I'm going to tell you, um, I know this answer, but not from the last half of that clue. I know it from a TV show, and I will tell you how I know it later. But I have I have serious thunder on it. I think I know it, too, and I don't know why I know it. And I'm stressing out about why I know this, if I'm right. Well, what you, well let's take the stress off. What do you think? Is it your nose? Is it like your the, the mucous membranes in your nose? That's what I thought. That's as well, me yeah. as well. Yes, mm-hmm. it is did the Carlo, nose. Did Carlo Collodi or like Cyrano de Bergerac? Is that? No, I think he wrote Pinocchio. Yep, oh, it was shit. Pinocchio. <laughs> I know that name. Yikes! 
So, okay. So every time his nose grew, and just think about some of the situations where that happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It gets I a don't want to. Um, yeah, I, I believe also the ear has erectile tissue, but uh, I felt pretty safe that there's no uh, well-known Carlo Collodi books about the ear. So <laughs> Pinocchio too. We're doing ear stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> you could have thrown a he also he also wrote Dumbo. <laughs> my uh, my yeah. weird in for that question was uh, the TV show Lie to Me. You guys remember that show on Fox? Starred Tim. I yeah. love that show. Tim Roth. Yeah. He's a he's a guy who can tell if you're telling the truth or not based on tiny movements in your face. And one of the things that mm-hmm. he he. Uh, tells somebody not to itch their nose when they're lying because there's erectile tissue in their nose. And he and he basically calls out in the very first episode, he calls out an FBI guy who's lying about something like almost immediately by telling him like his nose has a boner. And that's always stuck out. as <laughs> So as soon as you started reading that, I'm like, oh, it's got to be his nose. Thanks, Tim Roth. No. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I think that show was on at the same time as The Mentalist, wasn't it? I really enjoyed yeah. right around that those time, shows. Yeah. They mm-hmm. were... Yeah, those were those were fun. Yeah. That's a good one. Can, can I, I had fun writing that. The question trying to make a Ben Shapiro joke. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, that poor. Uh, poor that's that's yeah, only relevant if you have second. a medical condition. <laughs> As to the question, that's the question. You got to say nipples, penis, and clitoris. So I like. It. <laughs> I. I had yeah, fun. I also like the. Uh, there's there's only a certain number of, of things that you could think about that might have like just uh, in the A and P sense of the question, there's only uh, so many things that you could think of, you know, so it, it cuts the list down to like maybe five or six things. Um, and then also the, the hint about uh, the Carlo Car- uh, Collodi, like that's, if you know that it's lights out at that point, but, you could yep. maybe very clever. You could hand. make assumptions, like Aaron said, with Cyrano de Bergerac. If you didn't know it was Pinocchio, you know, like you can go like, oh, there's at least multiple books about people with big noses that I could think about. Uh, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. I like it. Yeah. That said, nobody but for Corey. And any- <laughs> and anyone that doesn't know it is going to learn something new that they will never forget. Yeah. Oh, that's true, too. There's bonus. Oh, God. Rule 34 in Pinocchio. I'm not OK with this. <laughs> Jason, ask us a question to make us forget. All right, uh, I will, and I think you will hopefully realize that I've been I, I stayed very on brand for this question. So here it is: If there's a way to combine nipples and alcohol, you know I'm gonna do it. Uh, you may know that a buttery nipple gets its name from the butterscotch schnapps that combines equally with Irish cream to make the yummy shot. But if you prefer your nipples slippery, and who doesn't? You need to substitute the white form of what flammable Italian liqueur for the butterscotch schnapps. Oh, I, I'm confused at the white form, but when you say flammable Italian liqueur, I really only think of one thing. Me too. Yeah, I wasn't aware that there was different. Forms, yeah, that's that's what's but, throwing me. So, yeah. uh, okay, so are we all on the same page with Sambuca right off the bat? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I always thought it was a clear, a clear spirit. I didn't know that there was a white form. Uh, so you're you're right on the questions answer for sure. Good job to you on that one, guys. Sambuca is, uh, as far as I know, and I've only ever had the the quote unquote white form. It comes in a handful of varieties. 
Uh, there is one that's deep blue that's often referred to as black Sambuca. And there's one that's red that's uh, referred to as, wait for it, red, red. Sambuca. Uh, <laughs> the stuff we find in the United States almost universally is the clear colored white okay. Sambuca. So now that you're saying that, I think I do remember black Sambuca from grad, oh. grad school. And then I immediately remember why I don't think about it anymore. <laughs> okay, so the, the, <laughs> white, the white form is the clear? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, because I was I was imagining the difference between like a, a white and green creme de menthe. You know, like ah. it's literally like the color of oh. a white crayon. Yeah, but okay, so that makes oh, that makes yeah. more sense. Okay. Although Ooh. interesting information about Sambuca and other anise flavored liqueurs that people might not know. If you mix it with water, uh, it gets cloudy. Something called the Uzo huh. effect happens. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know why. Oh, it's because of the Uzo effect. Well, yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Uzo effect for me in college was really just having to drive my uh, Greek roommate home. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Hey. So I'm going to say this for the sake of recording. I said it to the boys off screen. Um, I had to ask my boss how to spell Virginia today. So my brain is not uh, up to snuff. So I'm going to apologize for this question, which doesn't have nearly as many twists and turns as you may expect. And I feel like I've let Jason down. So <laughs> here it is. I have nipples. Can you milk me? Robert De Niro made a very good point about the danger of speaking without thinking and left a lot of people wondering if you could, in fact, milk a cat. Jinx was what breed of long-haired cat which shares its name with a specific geological feature? Okay. Uh, pretty positive on the answer here. Yeah, me too. I'm pretty I do positive think you that can milk uh, a cat. Jinx might be in the background right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is an... It sounds like uh, Jeff and Corey have this dead to rights, so let me kind of work my way through it. Is Jinx the name of the cat in the film in question? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> uh, this is a weird film knowledge gap for me. I don't know that I've seen this specific film start to finish, and I can't off the top of my head think of names of long-haired cat breeds that I could get into the back door on this wording on for whatever reason. I don't have anything good on this um fun cat fact if you are subscribed to such things cat facts. Uh, there are th- there's technically i think two answers that uh people could argue for here so i i tried to word it in such a way that precluded that argument. well yeah but... uh being a geological feature as opposed to like a, an area, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's fair, yeah. Yeah, let me off the hook on this, guys. I, I believe you're looking for the answer, uh, Himalayan. I was, yes. And um, I, I'm posting a Know Your Meme link in the chat that has I've been chuckling about since I wrote the question. But <laughs> oh, um, the other option would be, it's I think technically he was a Himalayan Persian cat. And I don't know if a Persian cat is a subset of Himalayan or the other way around. But I deliberately worded it to exclude Persian because I didn't want to get into the weeds about cat breeds because that way lies madness. So um, I uh, I decided to go that direction. I, I think that the cat is called a Himalayan Persian, and we just call it a Himalayan. Uh, I don't I don't think it's a subset or anything. It's it's not okay. Bob or Tom. <laughs> No, it's Jinx. We already went over that. <laughs> yeah, weren't you listening? 
Yeah, I, I can name dog breeds. Cat breeds are a different animal for me, unfortunately, because cats come in two varieties, as far as I know, black and other. Uh, <laughs> well, do you remember? Other, sir. Do you remember Sassy from Homeward Bound? I do. She was also a Himalayan. I almost wrote a question about. I almost connected the dots. Wrote a question about Sally Field, but I got. Ah. <laughs> Sally Field to me, by the way, maybe the second best portrayer of Sassy in all of uh, pop culture fandom. What would be the first yeah. episode five special guest Peter Strait, my friend? <laughs> oh, did they do a Homeward Bound reroll? They did, and it's my favorite oh one my of all God. time. His uh, portrayal of Sassy is just beautiful. And oh, I might uh, have to listen to that. Yeah, shout out to yeah. the film reroll podcast and the crew over there. Uh, not that we have any kind of arrangement to shout them out, but the show is really fucking good, and I just want yeah. people to hear it. It's a cool nice. concept. So those were questions. How about them questions? I, I think they were pretty terrific. I think we went yeah. four for four for once. I, there isn't a stinker in the bunch by any means. Huge no. thank you to the mayor of Flavortown for making us talk about nipples for 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yes, thank you, Guy. That's that's the name Guy. I'm not assuming the person's gender. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fieri. I'm just bringing it back to Fieri. So if you have opinions about which question you like best and why it wasn't Corey's, uh, Jeff, hey, what I do you do? I've had some stinkers the last couple of weeks, but I think I, I'm back to form here. I feel like I did pretty damn well. I know yeah, we have to counteract all I that earned, stuff that you did because you run the website. I earned my win this time. You insist. You won yet. To offset the yeah, to offset the two that you didn't earn. Okay, I meant I okay. Look, one of those times I only included myself because Jeff said oh, yeah. Corey's going to. That was it's, all on yeah. him. That's my fault. I did that. <laughs> but yeah, you, All could, right. you could visit us at quadriviapodcast.com to vote on your favorite question from tonight's keyword challenge and to uh, see all the other questions and other episodes and stuff that we have. All of our stuff's there. There's much more voter fraud occurring at quadriviapodcast.com than there is in the state of Pennsylvania. That is false. I, I would argue not Unless... infinitely more as a percentage. <laughs> There is absolutely zero proven in both locations. Right yeah, now. but listen, if I slain accusation seems like a lot of fun based on the number of people that have been doing it, I just want to get on board. Oh my god. Whatever. Y'all forget that Jason's the sleeper here who is actually tied and uh nobody talks shit about him. So Wait, how am I because I swear to God, F, you said it for episode 25, I was ahead 10 to 9. That doesn't sound like tied to me. I believe we were <laughs> tied in ones that we were both in. Something like that. I'll have to go back and yeah, actually Yeah, we tied on the episode. ties that you spent three and a half minutes talking about so that people would forget the fact that I had one more win than you. Well, not after this week. <laughs> I'm on to your tricks, Marquis. Uh Jeff, hey, Jeff, get us out of talking about this and get us into talking about you. Okay. Um, as I said earlier... Uh, around Thanksgiving time on uh, on Wednesdays, I tend to do uh, Thanksgiving thematic questions. So in honor of us talking about holiday stuff tonight and in honor of when this episode is going to come out, I grabbed some of those questions and threw them together for you. So what you guys have ahead of you is 10 questions uh, that are either specifically about Thanksgiving type things or uh, tangentially about Thanksgiving type things. All right. Okay. You guys ready? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, All let's right. do it. Okay. Uh, question number one. Since 1981, what company has maintained the turkey talk line? 
a toll-free helpline for customers with questions about preparing and cooking turkey. I've got I know a, this and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm on this one. Pretty sure I know it, but I'm for some reason second-guessing the name of the hotline. I know there is a very well-known brand that has had a turkey talk style hotline for, you know, apparently 40 years, but for yeah, some that's, reason... That's I'm, all I'm, I'm asking is just yeah. the brand. It's not the, yeah, not the actual name. For some reason, name. I'm double-thinking the name of that hotline because if this is Butterball, which I think it is, I always thought it was just called the Butterball Hotline. Yep. That is what everybody knows it as, is the Butterball Hotline. It's the Turkey Talk line is what they what they call it themselves, but everybody else calls it the Butterball line. That is correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. And as I was talking about earlier in the game, this would have been one of those questions where since I have new people there, it's like, hey guys, welcome to this game. Isn't it fun here and fun and easy? <laughs> Don't you like it here? Don't you feel good about yourself after this one? Exactly. All right, here comes question number two. Featuring the single Dreams, the 1993 album Everybody Else is Doing It, So Why Can't We, served as the debut album of what alternative rock band? <laughs> I see what you did with this one. Okay. Uh, yeah, Corey and Aaron, I have this one uh, locked in, personally okay. speaking. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'll probably say, oh, as soon as you say it, but nothing's popping to mind right now. Okay. Uh, and a lot of this just has to do with... Oh, like, and this is themed, right? Yep, if I it should, doesn't I specifically more say anything. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think I'm on board with yep. this. I like it. Uh, Aaron, any any thoughts or random guesses? Yeah, I, th I think I got it, but you can say okay. it since you got it real quick. Uh, yeah, I happen to really like this song, Dreams, and I'm a pretty big fan of like mid-90s softer alt-rock, which is why I know dead to rights that this is the Cranberries. That is correct. I chose to use nice. Dreams, which is uh, their very, that was their first single was Dreams. And it didn't chart except for on the US alternative charts. Um, but compared to Linger, which everybody knows a lot better, or at least knows that one by name, everybody knows the song Dreams. They just don't know it that it's called Dreams. Or right. I should say some don't. But anyway, without further ado, here's question three. Oh, because cranberry sauce. I get it now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, goodness. Question number three. What CBS sitcom what CBS sitcom featured the episode uh the episodes Slapsgiving, Slapsgiving 2, Revenge of the Slap, and Slapsgiving 3, Slappointment in Slapmera? I, I know this. And I, I don't. don't know this because I've ever seen the episodes, but because well, yeah. my friends in grad school loved this show. So okay. About it. This was their because I went I to had, grad school in Ireland, so their connection to Thanksgiving was Slapsgiving. Yeah, I have no idea. Huh. I had a dear friend of mine nowadays who, uh, when I first met her about ten years ago at one of my live karaoke shows, took one of her opportunities on stage at my show to uh, honor a slap bet because of this oh, show, oh uh, oh, and yeah. her friend got whacked right across the face in front of about fifty people, willingly, oh. mind you, but. Yeah. Um, so whenever I hear Slapsgiving, I, I hearken back to that moment. Aaron, what is the show? How I Met Your Mother. It sure is. Yeah. I have never I seen a TV one, guys. Never seen an episode of that. Those are the episodes, of course, that famously feature the slap bet that Jason was talking about, um, where Barney generally ends up getting slapped horrendously, <laughs> which is always that's always fun. Nothing yeah. better to do than slap your friends on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, the writing on that show isn't all that great, but Neil Patrick Harris in that show is just maybe one of the best live sitcom characters of the last 25 years. 
Absolutely. And I can prove it with a 13 second clip of a pencil falling off of a ceiling, bouncing off a table and going into his nose and him asking, am I dead? Because that is <laughs> that if you've never seen that scene, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but it is perfect physical comedy. Anyway, can like, confirm no idea. <laughs> so good though. <laughs> All right. Here's question four. Question four is this one. Founder of The Hog Farm, the longest-running hippie commune in America, Hugh Nanton Romney Jr. is the real name of what peace activist and comedian? He's most well-known for his work at Woodstock, where he served as a stage announcer, and The Hog Farm served as the please force, providing security for the event. Oh, crap. I got nothing on this, and I'm no I know I'm going to know the name. Yeah, you've got me stumped twice in a row here. Like, I feel if we put our brains together for a minute, we can come up with two or three halfway decent guesses on it. But yeah, nothing is immediately jumping to mind. Uh, we're talking 60s Woodstock, peace activist, comedian. I'm just trying to pull the keywords out. Hippie. Um, something about a hog farm. Wait, I can. How, I can. Look, oh, go ahead. Unless. How does this connect to Thanksgiving? That's, that's what, what I was going to say. Unless out, yeah. hog is a reference. Because. Some people it is have not. ham, but I was just going to I love out, gathering yeah. the family around the, uh, the, the stuffed and dressed <laughs> hog every November 27th. <laughs> yeah, I usually, I, I feel like my family usually has like a spiral cut ham with the, yeah, okay. Thanksgiving, with the turkey. I don't know. Maybe that's just us. No, maybe it's just my, me. My extended family will do idea. a ham as well. So I can't say you're, you're straight up wrong on that by any means. Uh, stupid Thanksgiving puns that are comedians. Go I can. Brain. I can add one extra clue if you'd like. The only reason that I didn't is because uh, of reasons that I'll tell you in a second. Do you guys want the extra clue? It may or yeah. may not help. Yeah, uh, It's good content extra... for the listeners, and that's how I'll excuse it. The extra clue is that I cannot confirm nor deny that it is still on the air, but he used to host two different shows on the Jam On Sirius radio station. No. Still nothing here. Yeah, no. Yeah, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't find anything that says that it is... That he is still on the air with either of those two shows. So I just left that out completely. Gotcha. I I think we're going to, I don't even think we're going to swing on this one unless somebody wants to throw a name out. I've got nothing. I've got, yeah, absolutely nothing. Yeah, no idea. All right. Well, your, your answer here is the peace activist and comedian and noted hippie icon, Wavy Gravy. Wavy Gravy oh. is that guy's name. Uh, he spent time as a stage announcer and he and the hog farm acted as the security for Woodstock. And he is quoted in the media when they asked how he was going to control all the people. Uh, he said that they were going to use cream pies and seltzer bottles because he <laughs> had a big physical community uh, comedian clown background. And that was like all kind of part of what he was. And so their uh, tact at Woodstock was asking people to please don't do that. Please do this instead. And it, it proved fairly successful. They didn't actually use banana cream pies or seltzer bottles to spray anybody or anything like that. As far as I know, I should say. Back when you could talk to a crowd of hundreds of thousands of people, like literal kindergartners and they would listen to you. Yeah. His shows on Sirius were uh, gravy ear to ear uh, and the, the wavy files. Uh, but I can't I don't I don't listen to jam on. So I don't know if they're still there or not. But I, uh, that was in part of the research that I did forever ago. This name right. rings the vaguest of bells in the back of my mind, but I was never going to get there. I yeah. had never heard of this. Yeah, same. I well, no. They clue. can't 
they can't all be butterballs and cranberries. <laughs> all right. uh, question number five. Commercially produced pumpkin spice mixes are generally a mixture of cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, and what other spice made from dried, unripe berries of the pimenta tree? Other than its use in pumpkin spice, this spice is most well known for its use in jerk chicken. I've got this one. Me too. I've got a pretty decent guess on it. I don't know if I'm dead to rights right, but I'm just trying to think of spices in jerk chicken. Uh, please tell me if I'm wrong, Corey and Aaron, because I think you have this allspice. Yes, that yep. is it. Yep. Oh, cool. That's, okay. That's the one when you talk about jerk chicken, the, the two standouts are allspice and scotch bonnet peppers. Those are the two uh, local things that go into it. But uh, the commercially produced pumpkin spice has also clove in it sometimes, but not always. And uh, allspice in it, but not always. The big three are cinnamon, nutmeg, and ginger. And then depending on the maker, it will also be clove and allspice. But when you're writing questions about Thanksgiving stuff, you kind of mm. run out of stuff to talk about sometimes. So <laughs> there you, that's how we got where we are right now. So what you're saying um, is all of those spices are in pumpkin spice? Yes. And then if you make your own at home, there's a ton of other stuff that people like. That's why I had to say commercially produced because your grandmother's recipe might have cardamom or mace or God knows what else in there as well. So like I did ask that same question in a different way where I was like, name X of the five common spices in commercially produced pumpkin spice, because it has to be that way. Otherwise, everybody could be like, well, I put cocoa powder in mine. Well, like, well yours is dumb. Don't do that. I was just going to say, I got in trouble a couple of years ago because I, I asked for the spices that go into pumpkin spice and there was disagreement about whether mace and nutmeg were the same thing and what part of the tree. And all of a sudden I was on Wikipedia and I was sad. So I just don't ask questions like that anymore. But I like this one because only one thing is made from unripe berries of the pimento tree. So mm -hmm. good job. That is yeah. correct. I was all just right. going to ask if you were confident that it was all of those spices. Okay. Uh, What's question? Because you not no not for shitty me pun reasons but for <laughs> shitty me douchey trick question reasons oh yeah you could very easily but, turn this that direction yeah forgive me for assuming it was one and not the other <laughs> all, right, all right here comes question six question six developed by george lerner in 1949 and first distributed by hasbro what toy became the first toy advertised on television on april 30th 1952 i think i know this i've yeah, this I've got is, this one. Yeah, I, this I weirdly feel like this has come up on this podcast me. before. Could be. Did it? All right, yeah, this has been a bit of a chestnut uh, in the last few months for me. I don't know why, but this is like the second or third time this has come up, and I feel like I knew it all of those times, and especially with the connection to the Thanksgiving theme. This is Mr. Potato Head, right? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, it was, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, it was developed in 1949, uh, first distributed in 1952 as well. I just didn't want to say 1952 twice. Mm, okay. Gotcha. But yeah. It no, was... Good question for sure. Yep. Um, one of those that you could suss out from the theme pretty easily. And yep. if you're a more diehard trivia nerd, you've probably stumbled across this information before. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like it because it's one of those where if you know, if you remember the theme, it'll confirm a correct guess. Mm -hmm. Just exactly. like with number two. Like if I'd been like, I don't know, 93 cranberries, it would have been like, oh yeah, shit, cranberries, Thanksgiving. Like <laughs> I like those kinds of themes that you can, you can kind of come at them different ways. Yeah. All right. Question number seven. 
Question seven, what team has the longest streak of Turkey Day games of any team in the NFL, having hosted a home game every Thanksgiving day since 1945? I think I know this one. Um, yeah. Not super it's, positive. Yeah, it's definitely one of two. I've got narrowed down to two as well, so let's let's pool our, pool our knowledge and see. Yeah, this is absolutely either the Cowboys or the Lions because they've been just my entire lifetime, the two teams that play every Thanksgiving. I'm leaning towards it being the Lions with the longer streak, but I wouldn't bet my house on that, if that makes sense. The Lions was my first thought. Mine too. And then I also thought Cowboys. Is that what you guys are going with? Aaron, do you have a gut that says Lions or Cowboys on this? Yeah, my, my gut says fuck the Cowboys, so let's go Lions. All right. Yeah, all three guts are saying Lions. Show me Cowboys. Uh, it, is, it is the Lions. The Lions oh, have, nice. uh, of the two, they've been doing it for much longer. Uh, but I, I wrote the question specifically to make the teams go, shit. I know it's probably, well, if you don't know sports at all, it's a that's a guess and a half. But if you know sports a little bit, it's always the Lions and the Cowboys versus somebody on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. And so it at least narrows it down to a 50-50 if you don't have it lights out. But there you go. Yeah. Good job, guys. Good. See, now I want to know, and I don't know if you know the answer to this at all, but have the Lions and Cowboys ever played each other on Thanksgiving? I believe that there may have been one game that the Lions played the Cowboys before the Cowboys started doing Thanksgiving games too. I cannot confirm nor deny that because it was many years ago that I wrote this question. But I remember looking for that exact factoid, and I don't remember where I landed on that. Okay. So there's your non-answer to the the question that you asked. So Quick Googling. I'm not seeing any uh, between the two of them. It's just been those two always hosting one. Yeah. Something reminds me that the, the reason that I wrote streak was because of there might have been something where they played a game, something like it was something wording wise that I wanted to make sure that I avoided. So I don't know if that was just how I chose the wording or if that's how it ended up. Like you're afraid there was some weird semantic um actually moment that a diehard was going to call you on. <laughs> yep, exactly. Welcome to sports. I live in constant fear of that. Like I could be driving somewhere in my car by myself and I'm still scared I'm going to get um actually by some pedantic thought. <laughs> It's the equivalent of the server nightmares where table 12, uh, you never got them their ranch dressing. (laughs) Right. All right, guys. Question eight. Question eight. Originating as a slang term for quaaludes in the 70s, what plural nickname is currently used as a slang term for ecstasy due to its association with raves and concerts? Well, unless your Thanksgiving is like my Thanksgiving, quaaludes is not the Thanksgiving tie-in. (laughs) clearly you've never been at the old borsum uh, compound (laughs) we've got what haven't we done we don't have like stuffing or dressing stuffing uh i mean we do mac and cheese here in the south i don't know how y'all do it up there in the fucking weird soulless wastelands but Uh, mac and cheese is not plural yeah Um, it's not a wrong route food wise up here in the the north where everything is great and don't emotionally attack me for my We've got Town. sweet potatoes or yams. We've got uh, green bean casserole, um, pumpkin pie. pie. Dev- well, we did deviled spice, so deviled yeah. eggs, pecan pie, apple pie. Fuck, now I'm hungry. My food delivery guy ended <laughs> his relationship with the pie lady, so I don't. I used to get a couple of sweet potato pie in my food order every week, and I haven't been sad about it until just this minute. 
I'm going to guess that the answer is deviled eggs. Because that's what I would call ecstasy at a rave. <laughs> sure, I got, I got nothing it's, else. It's I'm absolutely not, but I have no clue. If, I just love the idea of this big old beardy fuck wandering around rave going, no, you got the devil to That is something I would do. I know. But... <laughs> it's a pretty fantastic image. I have no idea. Am right, I staring gonna, at you right now? I'm yeah, gonna put... I'm gonna guide you guys to the answer. Are you okay. ready? Well, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I'll give you one extra uh, guide. Um, the quelo <laughs> the quelodes the quaaludes in the '70s part is important because the quaaludes used in the '70s were similar to how ecstasy is used currently. So if you put that together with '70s and places that you might be in the '70s, that might get you to half of the hint or half of the answer, I should say. Possibly. I don't know. Uh, See, you keep saying words. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll put you out of your misery. Uh, the you. correct answer is Disco Biscuits. Disco Biscuits. I was is so just... close. <laughs> I swear to God, you're just making shit up now. <laughs> yeah, the, so just like ecstasy is associated with raves and concerts today, quaaludes were associated with uh, discotheques and going dancing and stuff like that. So they called them disco biscuits, which is why I said it was plural, because I mean, I guess I would accept disco biscuit as well. But uh, yeah, disco biscuits is your correct answer for question number eight. I would like to state officially <laughs> that the two misses we have so far are biscuits and gravy. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes that happens. It's always fun when it does. All right, question nine. Not to be confused with the waddles hanging from their necks, what is the name of the fleshy protuberance that hangs over a turkey's beak? Also not to be confused with a puzzle bobble style computer game popular in the early 2000s. I know this because I missed it and then- I'm Trying to parse it. out the phrase puzzle bobble because I love a good puzzle yeah. game. I, I know the answer because of the turkey, but I, I don't know what the puzzle bobble computer game is but i've got Jason, the answer i think, I think i answer i asked this or answered this at your game probably like but i drink a lot games. so if you think i remember the answer <laughs> we're very different I, in that opinion <laughs> i feel like we were talking about it with ken after the answer but i could be wrong anyway i, I know so you've got the you've got the waddles you've got the comb what's the thing that goes over the beak and i can't even figure it out from the the puzzle computer game clue the the ribbon the i'm trying to figure out what puzzle bobble style means here because i can't if i told you that anything. the game originally released in japan as puzzle bobble is known in america as bust a move starring the two little dinosaur guys from bubble bobble <laughs> does that help it that makes me figure out what the hell puzzle bobble means yeah <laughs> it doesn't help get the answer on this uh I'm i'll say jason think Think about Rule 34 for the Reddit alien. Why does it have to be Rule 34, though? Because that'll get you to the answer. But you could have just said the Reddit guy. Well, that's, that's not, not the answer. answer. Really? No, I don't the think so. the hell's the name of the Reddit guy now? Am, am I wrong on that? I, I don't know. No, 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 you're exactly I correct. I see what you're doing, and I love it. I it's just I want to eat dinner. Get to the end. I'm trying so hard for you, Jason. I know. I'm I'm off today. 
your correct answer the popular puzzle game on computers where you shoot the little the, the little people to knock them down off the ceiling and the fleshy protuberance over turkey's beaks are both known as snood snood if you remember that game oh. from the early 2000s it's I don't remember uh, the game as a mobile app by the way which i discovered when i asked the question and downloaded the app <laughs> Uh, snood is also a loose hairnet decorative hair piece thing from like the 20s, I think. Um, and Corey was going for a portmanteau, I believe, of snoo and Snoo. Nude. Yeah. Yes. I get that now. I had the wrong Reddit name <laughs> in my yeah. head. Uh, oh. This is, for me, this is that weird fact that if you asked me what animal has a snood, I could have told you, but I couldn't reverse that information yeah. for whatever That's reason. That's fair. There needs to be a word for questions that you know lights out if they're they're asked the other way. Because I feel like I get this a lot and I wish there was a word for it so I could scream it into the universe. <laughs> so get on that audience. Let us know. Now, now you get to come up with that word. That's how the English language works. That yeah. seems like a lot of work. You can just make words up. Like snood. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Jeff. You, you got one more for us, right? Bring you guys home with what should be hopefully an easier one. Number 10. In the Hunger Games series of books and movies, what is the name of the large structure featured in the center of the Hunger Games arena, which provides the tributes with weapons, food, and shelter? Uh, 90, 99% here. Yeah, 100%. Uh, wouldn't get it without the theme, but I've got it dead to rights, yeah. I mean, uh, okay, the reason I'm saying 99%, I don't know if which name for it they used, but I think that both would work. Uh, I think it's the Latin-sounding one that they officially okay. use. Green bean casserole. <laughs> this one's the deviled egg. <laughs> That's it. I'm so, so mad at other, Corey for stuffing that reference in. The um, other word for the horn of plenty, right? Yeah. The okay. cornucopia. That's There's the your one. rule 34. The. Yes, the, the cornucopia is your correct answer on that one. Well done, guys. I hope nice. you guys enjoyed our crazy little trip through my past four years Thanksgiving questions. Well, if you're dinner. hungry, I know I'm hungry. It's about dinner time here in the old uh, compound. Should we put a pin on this one and wrap it up for the night? Yeah, I think we do that. All right, let's do it. Thank you listeners so much for uh, going down this journey with us. I've been Jason with Liquid Courage Entertainment. You can find me online seven nights and two days a week at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage. And on social media, just look up uh, Liquid Courage Entertainment. I am Corey with Third Degree Entertainment. Uh, find me at thirddegreeentertainment.com. Find search Third Degree Entertainment on Facebook. And by the time this is out, I should be back to hosting my weekly Monday night trivia on Twitch. Hey, that'll be cool. twitch.tv slash thirddegreeentertainment. So hopefully I'll see you there. I've been Jeff with RMT Trivia. You could find me on Twitch and all of the social spaces, uh, just search RMT Trivia as in riddle me this. I am very relieved that I was slated to go last because I closed the note sheet at some point. Uh, I continue <laughs> to be Aaron Orange Cat Trivia on Facebook and Instagram. I post cat pictures as well as things I see that amuse me. Find me on Twitch Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern at Orange Cat Trivia. Sometimes we actually have cats. Well, as the last person, you're also supposed to plug the podcast. I was getting there, but I was taking a <laughs> breath because I'm a mammal and need oxygen to live. If you want to find this bunch of assholes on the internet, 
you can email us, quadriviapod at gmail.com, and tell us why deviled eggs is a much better word for illicit drugs. <laughs> you can reach us on Twitter at quadriviapod. You can reach us on Facebook at quadriviapod. And just to mix things up, on the internet, we are quadriviapodcast.com. Or quadriviapodface.net. I like the second one better. <laughs> I know. Well, you, you coined it, so. I feel yeah. like you probably own that, right? Well, with no huh? official outro, let me just say you can't spell send nudes without snoods. And we'll see you guys next week. Where do we go? Corey, you had some thunder taking us into our next segment, so I will uh, defer back to you to take us into our next segment. What do you got? Um, I tried, guys. I really did. <laughs> you did. I heard it. I was here. No, nope. no, this was all your fault. I was ready to move on. I had stopped talking about holidays, and you, you did this. <laughs>